This is Brain Fuzz, the art, music, and culture podcast with Joe Camusa and Matthew White. In part one of a very loose two-part conversation, Joe and Matthew meet back at the studio complex to discuss art highlights from recent trips through Florida. Duchamp and Dolly go under review. Vinyl shops get shouts out. Gentrification is examined. A favorable view of sex, drugs, and cocoa puffs is shared. This is episode 34. I'm Matthew White. I'm Joe Camusa. And this is BrainFuzz. By the way, BrainFuzzPodcast.com, you can um, subscribe on Google Play or iTunes. And don't forget, on your favorite data surveillance platform, always hashtag BrainFuzzPodcast. With your comments, suggestions, and questions. I'm starting to feel like I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm starting to feel like everyone's just like... Write a review. Give us a good review. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all this stuff you got to do now. Yeah. Because it's free, of course. That's a lot of work. It, it really is. is. It's just a it's, lot of work to be a listener now. But now there's now guilt is encroaching. Yeah. 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 Write us a good review, and if you could, send us some money. Well, if you think that this episode is worth it, dude, please leave us a, a good review. Um, I made it a lot of notes, Joe, as you Yeah, the amount of uh, prep, there are a number of... Uh, Chairs and uh, stools that are supporting a tome of books and notes and electronic media. Well, I I made notes uh, because I just took a great trip through, um, well, it was down to Tampa. And then, so in that area, Tampa, St. Petersburg, and then coming back up, uh, stopped through Gainesville and had some really great experiences. Just so happens at the Dali Museum in Tampa, the it's a traveling show, Dali and Duchamp, and it's exploring the relationship between these two respective artists and their movements. Um, and there's some interesting connections there. I thought at first that the relationship between these guys, what they were going to try to do in terms of connecting the dots, that the relationship was tenuous at best. Uh, for what they were looking to do, but it just so happened at that time I was also reading the Calvin Tompkins uh, biography of Duchamp, which is a great read, and I think it kind of accepted as the definitive biography of Duchamp. Tompkins is great, though. Like all his pieces yeah. in the New Yorker are always just yeah. Well, it's just it, it's one of those books that you don't want to end. It's been around for a while, but as you're reading it, you you really don't want this book to end. It's holding up too nicely. That's uh, not a beach read, I see. No, no, it's not. But I was reading it at the time, and then I didn't I didn't know that this exhibit was going. But it was great to see a lot of the works that are being discussed in the book. And at that just fortuitous moment, I get to see this stuff at this exhibit. It, it, these, uh, these objects are presented as, as precious. They're sure. behind glass. They are fine art. And right. yet they are not or- the original objects. But how many pieces that we're seeing in major museums, oh, I mean, they don't true. like to talk about it, but yeah. after theft and all that, like I have a feeling we've seen a lot of things that are not the original yeah. from an insurance perspective. And also, how many works are also, like you see Elsom Kiefer, uh, those pieces are constantly shedding yeah. 
you know, yeah. detritus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to sweep that up. Um, yeah. I think that's fantastic when you can still be thinking later. And, and I have been. I Like I said, I thought the connections between the two artists were, as I said, tenuous at best when I was approaching well, it. Well, talk, talk about that, because that's something that I don't know. So were they, uh, I mean, obviously they were living at the same time and working. They were act- they friendly? Were they, yes, they were. You can put them, can you triangulate them into the same? They, uh, were, they were friendly, and of course they were... In terms of movements, they were connect. There was a connection there in the surrealism sure. at first, and then um, Duchamp just is off on his own. I think Dolly too, though. Uh, yeah, I mean that that yeah. the inclusion in the Breton yes is is really yeah. wow. Oh. Some people just like were like yeah. a Stalinist purge throughout their lives. Um, there was a reverence both on Dolly's part and Breton's part for. Um, for what Duchamp had done, even though Breton would like to keep everybody, you know, together and then keep them in line, um, so there was that connection. Just I guess from the different school, from the schools, um, and how they started in a similar place. I think the best example of of, of their connection was um, in in um, Duchamp's last work, which is now installed in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah, it's actually installed at Philadelphia Museum of Art. And um, some of that was actually prepared in Dali's studio. And Dali was one of the few people that Duchamp let in on this secret that he was working for years on this final piece. Gotcha. And, and so there was the creative connection that they had. And, and I, you know, again, I appreciate that now having read this book. And, and they didn't really focus on that in the exhibit. Instead, in the exhibit, what they did a lot of times was pick kind of con- contextual, make connections between contexts uh, in, in Duchamp's work and in Dali's work. And to me, that was, I don't know, at some point you're kind of reaching, you know how some of these exhibits go. But, um, but I didn't know that there was even a creative connection there between the two. And, and there certainly was. But the, yeah, there was a there was a uh, a respect for each other and a reverence and and just kind of an understanding that they had taken different different paths. So um, yeah, you know, you walk away from an exhibit and you're still thinking about it. That tells you they did something right. So I really enjoyed that. And um, you've been to the museum at USF. I have not. It is a nice, great facility, Museum of Contemporary Art. Saw that, saw a show there, and then had the opportunity to visit Graphic Studio. Killer. And I, I couldn't believe, first of all, they were very accommodating. This was kind of a last-minute kind of thing. And, and I got to see so much stuff there that I had no idea. This makes up for your uh, Miami ICA. Yeah. See, I can backfire you. Sometimes you get the all access, and oh no, come here! Don't wait online. Here's some champagne, no. and here, what do you want to see? Versus, you can't even buy the, the catalog. So the museum, the Museum of Contemporary Art at at, uh, at USF is separate from Graphic Studio. So departmentally, they're related, but it's they keep a, you know, firewall. But um, I, you know, I wasn't familiar with Graphic Studio. Um, you know, you know. I knew a little bit about it, but I yeah. also mainly through Rauschenberg, and yes. now some friends that are down there and friends that have gone to that school. And now I'm like thinking, 
I need to hop on 75. Oh. And what is that, seven and a half hour drive? But like that, the book alone right there is I'm coveting it. So Graphic Studio is a place where um, artists are in, in, uh, invited to come work. Um, certainly they do proposals and, and um, work on these uh, print projects there. And they, you know, so Rauschenberg certainly did a good bit of work there. Uh, but the, the, I mean, the artists, and just walking around, you can see some of these pieces. Yeah. Uh, there's not a, there's a very small gallery type space there, but it's a working facility. Yeah. And, and it just, uh, but just to run, run through some of these names, um, you know, Rauschenberg, Ed Roche, Kiki Smith, um, Christian Marclay, um, Alex Katz, um, Vic Muniz. And those works are there, and they have an interesting structure for how they're uh, sold also and how these works can support the studio. So it's just it's this unusual relationship. But, um, yeah, it's, it's actually, you can, as, as a member of the public, you can support this place, you can uh, get involved and in a number of ways. But I was just, I was really impressed, and there are great people there, and I learned a lot and was so just I, in awe of the facility and the, and the works that were on display there. I'm assuming then that they have a, just looking through the names of, of current, you know, contemporary artists, uh, they must have a pretty robust residency program. I'm not clear on the residency program, like how formal it is. Just on a few pages here, you know, you got like Trenton Doyle Hancock, Arturo Herrera, um, you know, and then of course people like Wittgenstein, Maplethorpe. Or are you a Maplethorpe? Maplethorpe. Really? Yeah, I am. I've heard Maple forever. I know, I, I think too, even but I'm, uh, no, I'm Maple. I'm going Maple. I don't even know if Patty Smith says Maple. I don't know. She would be the definitive. Roxy Payne. Anyway. And and they also, like I said, they embrace the evolving nature of of print and what it means to be a print uh, printmaking studio. So, do you think that there is a, uh, a kind of a disconnect with that? Because, like, yeah, well, I think in most cases there are, but I can tell you, I actually saw what I guess we would call some new media work there, where where you know a print aspect has been integrated with that in the process and in the, in the final uh, product. Yeah, I, I mean... And, and I think they've done a good job of bridging that and, and kind of going with it rather than just staying... In, we're we're going to remain an old right, school... Right, right. And that was my, my experience with, uh, you know, the, the printmaking department in, uh, at Lamar Dodd. You know, if anything, that was probably um, really, like, blew my perception, you know, wide open in terms of like I don't mean this in a good way like anything goes you know it's just like if you want to what's the best tool for the job kind of yeah. thing if you want to use some kind of an actual printmaking yeah. technique fabulous but um, which I think a lot of art schools are going to that anyway in yeah. terms of these more broad reaching uh, approaches versus these fiefdoms under you are a sculptor and you are yeah. not deviator a painter and uh, but um, anyway, just kind of 
always curious what other people, or if it was just me that was like had my head in the sand. No, no, no. I think but, most. Uh, I think most. I mean, if you just, again go to your average viewer and say, let's talk about Prince. I mean, I mean, something comes into mind that's pretty traditional, and uh, they were they were great. They were great. I really really enjoyed that. Stopped through Gainesville on the way. And had another great experience at the University Gallery at University of Florida. Saw, um, let's see. Were you on this trip? What was I what? <laughs> Were you actually on was this I trip? On it? Did you, on uh, trip? Do you have some interns? Do you have a fleet of... Uh, I did. It wouldn't be, it would, would be a cohort. Be, you, would, you would identify it the way it, it was. It would be a cohort. Uh, <laughs> that is the new term, is it not? I don't understand just where cohort for, I, came I, from. I see it everywhere now. It's not a it's cohorts. Uh, it's something you use maybe in irony with some irony or with a negative connotation. Pay attention. It is the new cohort. Your cohort. Um, no, it was. Uh, let's see. Um, MFA thesis show, I believe. I forget which. Tis the uh, season. Yeah, and there was some really strong work there that I just I enjoyed enjoyed it I really did and they were again very accommodating were they just eyeing you like hey there's some big shot collectors walking it, no it would did they have that look just like they were like a oh, member of the media no no no, no. Oh, yeah. I asked no I asked a favor because it was outside of the hours but we were just so close didn't know which hat you were wearing yeah so you were wearing your podcasting I was <laughs> I'm telling you next year it's gonna be South by Southwest the year brain fuzz a breakthrough year <laughs> It could happen. Um, I'm going to hire a surrogate, though. I'll definitely have an intern go in my stead. <laughs> you have to, yeah. We'll get the... Um, get the um, and a stunt double. The mobile uh, presence. Mobile virtual presence. What's a mobile it's virtual? like an MVP. I don't know. Mobile virtual presence. But yeah, you just send the robot with your... Oh, so you I could be at like, home and... You could be, like, in your basement and... Uh, you could be in your... But you don't even have to go there. In Gainesville, also, I wanted to... What's like, the state of vinyl in Gainesville? I'm telling you, shouts out go to Arrow's AIM Records, Here Again Records, and actually, while I was down in uh, Tampa and St. Pete, Daddy Cool Records, and one you're familiar with, Bananas oh, yeah. Records. What is, what's their uh, adage? Miles of records? No, I saw something they claim to be the largest, maybe it's qualified as retail collection of vinyl with over one million titles. Still no Bone Machine or Rain Dogs. And couldn't find it. <laughs> no, they have. So I don't know if it, when you were there if it, was, if it was the same, but they have the stacks that you can, well, bookshelves that you can go through, shelves and shelves, but then they have a place that's off limits where it's, that's the mail order kind of. Ah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. What's in, so you get go online, look through I mean, you think that's the better stuff? Is that the first editions? I, and like, I would, I don't know. They, they, I picked up some really good things there, just in the shelves. In the general population. In the general, along with the general population. Were you wearing the respirator to keep those molds? No, forward? it was so. It was much cleaner than I, because I, with that many, but with all that humidity, I know. I don't ooh. understand how you you can do it, but we've uh, we've had a spate of. of Filthy record stores recently. That I'm. I want a Tyvek suit and a respirator. And wow, some good titles. But no, there's that thing about flip. Exactly, it goes right up your nose. Poof, 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 poof. And finally, after all these great experiences, I did also want to say 
There was one not-so-great experience. I'm going to, it's going to remain nameless, but as you know, we, we talk about this frequently. In the art world, there is... Oh. In, in the global arts community, there is a tendency to not be open um, during hours of operation for various reasons. Do you think it's to create demand? <laughs> no, it's definitely not. It, this, it, in, this, in this place, there was no one there. I had it on my list just to check it out. Oh. Ring the doorbell. I can see a light kind of in the back of the building. And I'm like, there's someone there. And I didn't have my podcast hat on. But uh, I, they did. So they didn't, they didn't know. I go around the side. We're just going to leave. And then they come out the side door like they were making a quick getaway. Yeah. And oh, was, was told... Um, was told that uh, they had to pick their kids up. I, I, I asked about the show. I said, well, so the work that's up, is that from the show that you, that ended in a month ago? Still had the vinyl on the window and everything. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna, uh, leaving that up. And um, so it was just this kind of like, oh, wait a minute, we're running. Look, by appointment only, I understand. Put that on the, right. put that everywhere. By appointment only. But you were saying this is also a place that seems to have a pretty robust reputation, at least in printing in, matter and online, and just in terms of like... They appear that way. Okay. They so appear yeah, that way. Then, then you should... Uh, and it's not. It was like sand through my fingers once I got there. It all just, poof, disappeared. And I asked a gallery nearby... What's the deal with these guys? And they were like, uh, you know, we we don't really know. They're not there often, um, and they're no and they're no threat to us, which I didn't understand. I, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's better to just uh, build community rather than. Wow, yeah. this sounded like Gaza, mm-hmm. Golan Heights. No, you know. I'm staying out of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't touch it. Let, you know, this reminds me of something else I ran into in St. Petersburg. Um, first of all, there's an area, downtown St. Petersburg, uh, really just great um, brewery right there. Anyway, I got wind of some of the struggles they've had regarding gentrification so-called gentrification. And so are you a gentrification denier? <laughs> no, what's weird is <laughs> what's weird is if you in in this case, if you look at my understand I'm just just a simple country reporter repeating what I heard, okay? I'm not taking a side here. I don't have a dog in this fight. However, how many more clichés can you throw into this? That's what I want to hear. But if you had your druthers, look <laughs> I'd and hey, I'm not wanting to put the, the toothpaste back in the tube here, but <laughs> but uh, they apparently there was kind of a punk rock crowd. Yeah, way right? back. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm a million years out of there, but yeah, like, yeah. No. Otherwise, it was like retirees. Uh huh. Five o'clock. I mean, ghost town kind yep. of thing, depending on time of the year. And so I can imagine you, you, the transformation. Yes. And, you know, and of course, the tourist. Everything, tourist season. Yep. Um, no, people that have moved in there to, do, to even put in what I would 
call small businesses. Um, a lot of vape shops. I'm trying to think. What's a good way to describe? No, I would say very in tune with the needs and desires of of a certain crowd of um, consumer. Well, that's a donuts. Good way to put it. No coffee. Uh, definitely coffee. A lot of beer, I'm assuming. A lot uh, of Edison bulbs and reclaimed. Uh... What I, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So a lot of so that's the thing. Edison bulbs, reclaimed wood, and the punk crowd was not happy about it. And as a result, I, there was you know like um, veiled threats, that kind of thing. Nice. Yeah, and in affecting the hours of operation, even, and yeah, and and in this case. This was somebody who had lived there. This also reminds me of something else. I wanted you to, um, I wanted you to share your thoughts on. But if you think about the warehouse district in Miami, and oh, so we were there one, recently. Yeah. You got the um, collections that that we saw, and you think, okay, those are possible. I think they were. Can you imagine what that is now? Oh, those are no I longer mean, possible. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, trends. And culture, you brought a book with you today. I didn't. Huh? Oh, a book that you gave me. See, I thought that would be bad form. Why? Ah, uh, because you found it. You staked the claim first. But this is uh, this is Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs by uh, Chuck Klosterman. And uh, a low-culture manifesto, now with a new middle. Uh, which was a fascinating read, especially if you're kind of... It's not one you have to kind of go cover to cover. But uh, the high point for me was his piece on the Guns N' Roses tribute band. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And terrifying when he talks about going on the road with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, everyone's loaded and... Wow. Yeah, this was... Um... That was a fine read, though. Thanks for it. And so that came out the like early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. So there was this just weird... after the turn of the century. This was released. So what is the turn of? The... I mean, I know the end of the century is fin de siècle. What is like the beginning? Just after the turn of the millennium. But how do you say that in French? It sound like really. Oh, I don't. I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. I also gave uh, to our man in South Georgia, "Killing Yourself to Live." Yeah. 85% of a true man story. in South Georgia has, like, I think a, uh, I was going to say a server farm, but I think it's a, there must be a, a barn full of CD burners that are working nonstop. Some fabulous, <laughs> yeah. fabulous stuff coming this way, but I, I'm I slowly making up. my way through. Yeah, I love it, though. I can't keep up. Um, you think that's solar power down there? How's he, how's he I don't know how he's doing. Um... Well, I'm glad. Okay, so I'm glad you. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed this. I know I enjoyed basic- it, and I just what I love though is that gentleman has an opinion, and I feel like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but I feel like nowadays though you, there's a price to have that much of an opinion on some of these topics. I, I mean, know. he goes from everything from yeah. you know again high and low. He's talking about basketball and sports writing, and you know all the way to religion and serial killers and. But, I mean, he definitely puts it... And he is not a lukewarm. He is either hot or cold. Yeah, no, no, he totally is. And um, I just thought, like, wow. like, uh, And that's a major... That's the other thing I kept looking at a few times. And they're like, wait, who published this? I don't think that book would get published right now. You don't? No, I don't. Really? 
I don't think in our cultural climate right now, no, he's taken some serious positions on, you know, like no, that's religion true. and some of these things where now like we're all, oh, you, you, you don't, no, you don't talk. But what about this, this bit here? Um, one of the reasons I wanted you to read this was the Billy Joel stuff. The Billy Joel was classic. <laughs> Could you get over that? Billy Joel is always this punching bag, but... Uh, he spends pages on just the way you are. So he's from, like, North Dakota. Grew up, so think about it. You know, how many people are in North Dakota? 150, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Uh, he's one of those... I enjoyed it. ...in that question that I can never ask anymore, because it's so uh, cliche, but uh, I certainly would have a beverage with... Mr. Kloster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Duchamp. Marvelous dinner. Oh. That would be that come back. Not together. Yeah, I know. Oh, the blank page. Yeah, that's um that's very Duchampian. I, I'm not gonna go into depth on this, but if you see The dialogue continues in part two, episode thirty-five with more from Tempa, a film recommendation, and the audio pick of the day. Connect with Joe and Matthew and find out more about this and other episodes at BrainFuzzPodcast.com. On social media, share your thoughts and comments with hashtag BrainFuzzPodcast.